This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, friends. Welcome to the After Party, a TSF Network podcast. This is a mixtape of purposeful, encouraging, and fun content from across all of our shows who are part of the That Sounds Fun Network. I'm Annie F. Downs, one of the co-founders of the network. And I'm Fallon Klug, the director of operations here at TSF Network. If this is your first time finding us, first of all, we are so so glad you are here. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. So we will be dropping episodes Monday through Friday from different shows across our network. And we will also be sharing different hosts on this podcast, all team members from TSF Network. It'll be so much fun. But for the next couple of weeks, Annie and I are going to be your hosts for the show. What an honor hosting with you, Fallon. This has been oh, so fun. I love it. <laughs> I am so happy we're doing this. We continue today with our Valentine's Day theme of the week. And today's episode is from our friend Paula Ferris from The Paula Ferris Show. I'm so thankful she's on the network. It has been so good to have her as part of our team. Paula and John are talking today, her husband, on relationships, family, and why we gave our marriage another chance. It is a beautiful episode. It's exactly what the title says, and it is so good. We hope you all enjoy. Well, I think you can get so caught up in just being a parent and I think you need to spend time with one another. You need to find common activities that you like to enjoy together. And if you have those bonds, when those kids leave, that's kind of the connector for so many husbands and wives. Hey guys, welcome to the Paula Ferris Show. I'm your host, Paula Ferris, and so glad that you're here. And as we wrap up 2023, I wanted to give you an opportunity to ask my husband and I, anything and you had so many questions for for john and i that we have to do today's episode and a bonus episode you have questions about parenting raising children making time for one another relationships a work-life balance you name it and this is something that i'm really going to lean into in 2024 with the show it's the things that we are talking about and navigating as parents, those conversations that we're having as parents. In this episode, John and I are taking your questions about relationships, family, and we open up about why we decided to give our marriage another chance. Without further ado, here's my husband, John, and me, um, but maybe we should call him the ratings machine because that's why he really thinks he's here. Enjoy. Does this count as a date, honey? I guess we can technically count it as some quality time we're spending together, yes. I know. And this is a little inside secret for you guys. We're actually about 20 feet apart right now. Yep. We're not sharing a wall, but we're about two walls away. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to do it like this, you're in your office, I'm in mine. Yep. Yours is a converted closet. Mine is a converted bedroom. I wanted to be able to to look at you in the eye rather than have you right next to me. Yeah. So just in case things get heated. 
we okay. have some space in between us. Honey, sure. rule number 101, turn your notifications off. I keep hearing the dinging that you're getting email messages. I, I'm a busy man. I'm very important. So people want to contact me. I apologize. I, I get that. Can you silence the notifications though? I just did for you. You have my undivided so attention. Honey, let's start out um, by doing a little high-low buffalo, which is also something we like to do in the cars. We do it at dinners with the kids. High, low, and funny of 2023. So you go first. Tell me your high of 2023. I would say I would. there's some highs that we had. And it was actually this fall. We decided to really commit as a family to go get involved in some college sports activities. And so we had the opportunity to go see Georgia play in Georgia Stadium. That was a really cool experience. We saw Clemson versus Notre Dame. I'm a big Notre Dame fan, even though Clemson won that game. We had an opportunity to go to the SEC Championship, Alabama versus Georgia. That was an amazing game. And then probably my favorite, it's been a bucket list for a long time, going to Cameron Indoor and getting to see the Duke Blue Devils, just being on the campus, seeing the arena, all the history and tradition. That was a lot of fun because we were able to balance our family, which is something we're really trying to be intentional about, but also do some exciting, fun sport activities, which are near and dear to my heart. Yeah. You, you stole my answer, by the way. And we well, didn't talk about these beforehand. I, I would say, um, yes, you guys know I am diehard Michigan football all the way. John had to save me from myself today. I said, should I wear a Michigan uh, football sweatshirt? And what did you say? I said, no, you wear yeah. one almost every day of the week right now. <laughs> I wear my dad's um, Michigan football alumni sweatshirt every Saturday for the games, just as like a little bit of good luck. So, but today I decided to wear my not bossy, just aggressively helpful sweatshirt. If you guys are watching, we'll it link to it. It probably describes you better than any sweatshirt I've ever seen you wear. It is you, you to honey. a T. I don't take offense by this either. Okay, so my high was probably Cameron Indoor. So that has been a bucket list for our family. And we haven't gone, we didn't go on any vacations this year. So that was a way that we saved up some money, um, but also really wanted to invest in some experiences, like you said, um, going to the SEC championship, which um, not a fan of either Georgia or Alabama, but did a little scouting, you know, for the national championship game to try to see who Michigan might play and they are indeed playing Alabama but going to Duke just touring the campus going to Cameron Indoor Arena which is a famed arena that was a high for for our family and then that's personally professionally being able to launch two books um, you don't have to carry it all uh, ditch the mom guilt and find a better way forward and the work that we've been doing with Carrie has been a high and the kids book who do you want to be when you grow up all the proceeds going to boys and girls clubs that's I don't see my time. name on that book, but I believe I was a co-author of that book as well. You're no, you're not. Well, I'm you're not. a co-author on just a lot of the stuff that I do, just I naturally. The inspiration. You're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. You it. bring meaning to my life. Yes. Okay, low, yes. low. Besides me singing, what's what was a low for you this year? Well, I think you know about me. I have a very short-term memory and I don't really focus on the negative. So I, I really can't even remember anything that I would say is low. I'm sure there were low moments, but I move on pretty quickly. So I, I don't really you do. have anything to say. That's one thing I do appreciate about you. You really have like a tough mindset. It drives me crazy sometimes because you're so tough mentally um, and I'm not. Uh, but it does challenge me to be a better person. My low has probably been everything going on with my mom. 
Yeah. Um, you guys, if you have paid attention to me for the last couple of years, you know, my, my dad passed away in 2019 and then my mom got really sick. She had a stroke a couple of years ago and she recovered. Like she is my hero. She recovered from this stroke at 80 years old. She had to relearn how to uh, read, write, tell time, drive everything. Like she had a fourth grade education at the very beginning. Like that was her mentality. She relearned how to do everything only to have seizures Christmas day last year. So Christmas Day, we all hopped in a car, drove to Michigan to be with my mom, and she just hasn't been the same. And it's been really tough. She, she, We moved her out of her home, which she had been living in for over 50 years. She moved into assisted living. Um, she's real depressed. I don't want to give away too much of her story. My cheerful, joyful mother who encourages everybody is just really struggling and you know better than anybody if you're listening and you're a parent or you're a caregiver. I mean, you end up carrying the burdens of your loved ones. And so that's been really challenging. And, you know, we just pray every day. We're like, God, just take her home or heal her. Take her home or heal her because she's not, she's just, she's in a lot of pain and it's hard to see your parent like that. So that's, that was my low. So a funny, uh, something funny from this year, just to give us a little bit of levity before we jump into these questions, honey. I would say some of the, there've been funny moments. And I think the older our kids get, the more I see them in us. And there's things that Caroline does that just crack me up. She could probably wear the exact same sweatshirt that you have on right now, not bossy, just aggressively helpful. And when I see the two of you going at it, it's, it's hysterical. It's a lot of fun. I get out of the way. I just watch and I say, you guys are meant for one another. Yeah. So that's one scenario. And then just watching Landon in, in his beautiful brain and the, the chaos that surrounds him. And then I look at you and I see the exact same thing. So it, it's, just, <laughs> it's just funny. It's definitely funny. And I see JJ and me. So there's all these things that our kids are doing mm. that are either funny, annoying, weird. I'm like, well, that's because we gave them this DNA. So I, I just laugh. And I embrace it and I celebrate kind of who they are and who they're becoming because they do have a large piece of us. And it's, it's funny to see. They do. I, I, our kids just kind of keep us grounded. Um, one very funny thing that happened this year. So Caroline had been getting some academic accolades and people would, would come up to us and say, oh my gosh, your daughter's incredible. Right. And I'm like, well, I can't take credit for her because then I have to take responsibility for the boys and the boys are thing one and thing two and something really funny that happened. And it, it was at the same time as Caroline's getting praised, I get a text message from Landon's teacher last year. And she's like, very disappointed in Landon. He drew something inappropriate on a sympathy card. And I knew right away, I knew right away. And I'm going to say a phallic word here. He drew a penis. Okay. He drew a penis on a sympathy card for a teacher at school because his friends dared him to. So I'm like, kids just keep you humble. And like, you know, if you don't laugh about things, you're going to cry. So yes, you can praise one child and, you know, be getting credit for how you're raising them. I'm like, but my nine-year-old drew a penis on a sympathy card. So there's that. So he's one of the kind, and uh, I don't think he's going to be an artist from just <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. 
Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, honey, let's jump into these questions. And by the way, I have done a lot of podcasts and a lot of shows. I've never had more questions than the questions that people have for you and I in this conversation. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about parenting, work-life balance, some tough questions around the holidays. So, well, Isn't that but, why you wanted to have me back on? You wanted to really drive ratings? That's that's kind of what I do when I jump on your podcast. You're a ratings machine, honey. And sure. not only do you have a short-term memory and you don't have a low from this year, you're also incredibly humble. Yes, I appreciate well. that about you. That, well. mm-hmm. that should be your t-shirt. I wear the not bossy, just aggressively helpful sweatshirt. And you wear one that says, I can't help it that I'm this humble. Right? Please. I, if anybody wants to send me that for Christmas, <laughs> I'll wear that. The next time Paula has me podcast. Okay, honey, do you have your notes? I printed out nerd notes for both I, of us. I've got nerd notes, yes. Okay, wonderful. By the way, big time fail. We're only day three into the elves. If you guys have kids and you have the elves, we forgot. Day three, we forgot to move them. Yeah. That was a big time parent fail. As I told you, you needed to keep them in this the main room for the first couple of days because we're not used to being in that rhythm and routine. So you know what I have actually done? I've set what? an alarm. 9:45 p.m. Are That's a pro tip. Alarm? That is a pro tip. So That's a pro tip right I there. I will get an alarm. I'm sure I will forget tonight, but I won't because I'll know why that alarm was going off. Okay, I'll remind you too. Um Jeff and Julia, two separate uh people but both with the same question. They want to know how we first met. How did we first meet? We we met in college back at Cedarville University. One of our friends Steve Garcia, aka S Love because he was the local <laughs> DJ. For our radio station, he was a common friend. He would cover our basketball games, and he was somebody that thought the two of us would be good friends and potentially more than friends if we met. You're leaving a very important part out of that story was that Please. I asked Steve. So Steve and I were both in the broadcasting program at Cedarville University, and I was a senior. And I was so tired of all of the senior guys just assuming that every girl wanted to get married. So I was like, you know what? I just want to have a good time. I'm getting ready to go uh, to Atlanta for an internship at CNNSI. I just want to have a good time. And and that's it. I'm not looking to get married. So Steve, one of my dearest friends, S-Love, as you said, I said, Steve, John seems really fun. And the reason I knew of you and knew about you, you played basketball. I was in broadcasting. Our broadcasting curriculum required us to film all of the home basketball games that would then be re-aired on cable. And so I got to know who you were, uh, the kind of person you are, and got to know you through through that. And I was like, he seems fun and he has really great arms. Um, so I said, Steve, why don't you put in why don't you put in a little word with 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 Kruger, with John Kruger, that I want to go hang out with him a little bit. So Steve. Play a little he, he made the connection there. Yes, he did. 
And I said, Paula, 100%, make that introduction. <laughs> I thought Paula was way out of my league. I think, I still believe she's way out of my league. But at that time, you know, we met and had our first date and 20 plus years later, here we are. Oh, thank you, honey. Did you notice how I didn't say I'm not out of your league? I didn't yeah. want to like. Am I closing the gap? Is that what you're you saying? You have totally closed the gap. Yeah. I think you're pretty awesome. Okay. You have stuck Good. with me through a lot of crap. Um, Happy Grammy wants to know, in what city do you live? Why do you live there? Is it walkable or isolated? And then I'll ask you another follow-up. Okay. Happy Grammy wants to know. Well, we spent well, about. We can. We spent about. Well, we can... Yeah. <laughs> yes. We are. Okay. We spent about 18 years living in cities, Chicago, New York, and life was very, very accessible, very walkable. Yeah. Everything was there. Traffic was miserable, and we, we definitely don't miss that. So we've kind of gone to the opposite, and we live in much more of a, a suburban, rural area, tons of space, mountains, lakes, land. We can we can definitely walk it, but we're just not going to be able to walk to the local Starbucks. That's for yeah. sure. But it's it's great for where we are in our season of life. Our kids love it. We live on a lake. We've got act, activities outdoors. The weather's beautiful here, so it's it's been a great season for where we're at. But I do like that my kids were all born in cities and know how to get around subways, know how to get around traffic. So they've kind of got the best of both worlds in regards to just their experience growing up. Sure. And we live um, in the Clemson, South Carolina area, upstate South Carolina. It is beautiful here. We're really grateful, but we live in a teeny, teeny, tiny town. I think about 400 people uh, where we are right now, but we're loving it. We're living a big life in a small town. Um, and then a follow-up to that question from Krista T. Wants to know what's your favorite thing about living in the South. I'll go first. One of my favorite things about living in the South is the weather. I grew up in Michigan and uh, born and raised in the Midwest, I do not miss the snow. But the nice thing about where we live upstate, we still get the four seasons. We might get one snowfall, but that's about it. I, I would also concur the weather's nice. I've lived in the Midwest and then in New York for many years, so I've never really had the ability to golf year round, which I think is amazing. So I was out on the golf course yesterday on a Sunday. I can testify to that. Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. that's in December, and typically cannot play golf in December in New York yep. or Chicago. So, uh, just the beautiful mountains and lakes, and just being able to do different activities that I wasn't used to growing up in Indiana. You spend a lot of time golfing. I'm going to leave it right there. Um, <laughs> Brett, this is a little bit of a serious one about relationships. Uh -oh. Wants to know. He said, "What are you both doing now to protect your marriage against the very real?" challenges that occur when your kids leave home. He said, I didn't do it. And now I'm divorced. It takes real work, work. And this is from Brett. So what are we doing to protect our marriage against our relationship against the real challenges that occur? Well, I think you can get so caught up in just being a parent. And I think you need to spend time with one another. You need to find common activities that you like to enjoy together. And if you have those bonds, when those kids leave, that's kind of the connector for so many husbands and wives. And when their kids stop playing sports, when the kids don't need you as much anymore, you look at the other person and you're like, well, who are you and what are we going to do? So we try to yeah. find a lot of fun activities that we can do together. We're very outdoorsy. We're very active. And it doesn't have to be going always to have a nice dinner someplace. It could just be going to play pickleball or going for a walk or a hike. 
or going out on the boat or jet ski, doing different things. We like to be very active together. I think that's important. Right. And you noticed our both of our highs and we of this year, and we hadn't even discussed it before this conversation, both of our highs were going to sporting events as a family and together. But that's something that we've always loved. Yeah. Um, so finding those unique uh, commonalities. Also something that I love to do, getting up early, like 15, 20 minutes before the kids get up and having some time of connection. Yeah. Just making sure. And also letting your kids know, like before there was you, it was just the two of us. And making sure that they know, yes, you're our priority, but you also want to see, like our priority is is our relationship, John. And we haven't always done a good job of that, especially when the kids were little and we yeah. were just in the thick of little. Yeah, we were grinding, building our careers, running yeah. in so many different directions. And we definitely gave each other the leftovers at times. Yeah. We've really tried to press the reset button on that uh, the last several years of my marriage. Um, Temi, and I think this kind of goes along with what Brett just said. You know, he's going through a divorce right now. Um, Temi wants to know what's the hardest thing you've had to overcome as a couple. And don't want to give, get too granular about this, but when we were first married, yes, we got married young. We yeah. were 24 years old. Very young. Um, I was very immature. Yeah. Yes, he was. And <laughs> I've always been super mature. Yeah. Um, Not going to argue that either. No, but we were together seven. We were married seven years before we had kids, but um, together like 11, we had a hard time getting pregnant um, and having children. So that's why it took so long to have children to begin with. But we were separated. I had moved out. Um, I was done with our marriage and I just wanted to move on. I wanted, I wanted to split up, but you, you still fought for it. Even when I did some unforgivable things and you fought for our relationship. And I think there's gotta be one person, you know, people are like, I want to fight, but my spouse doesn't want to. Like, I don't know exactly why we stayed together. Our faith has always been, you know, the foundation, but you didn't give up on me, even though I had given up on us and had it not been for your, um, just determination and your commitment and your unconditional love, even when I did some pretty horrible things, we wouldn't be here today. And it just blows me away every day. I'm like, thank God, <laughs> thank God, because we wouldn't have these three beautiful children. Um, and so I'm just glad that we stuck it out and I'm glad that you fought for it. And look, some people are in relationships that they need to get out of. They're abusive, don't stay. <laughs> but ours was not that. And we decided to stick it out. And I'm just here to say, I'm really glad. I'm really yeah, relationships glad are tough and there are a lot of work and there is a, a growth process when two selfish individuals get together and try to build a life. It takes, it takes time. And it took us a little time for us to really figure out that what we have is, is special. It's unique and, and we can right, right. build something successful long-term um, if we fight for it. And I was definitely willing to do that. I'm glad you were as well. And highs and lows, people. I mean, I don't always like you. Um, yeah. Love is not a feeling. And that's one thing that we've learned along the way. Like there's sometimes I just really don't like you and you feel the same. And that's one thing we tell our kids too. Like you don't, love is a commitment. It is a choice to stick, to stick it out. And you don't have to always like us. We're not going to always like you, you know, to our children. Um, but we are committed to one another. And this is just what's worked for us too. Makiva. 
wants to know, this is a fun one, John, you'll appreciate this. I like fun. Uh, how, how do you keep it spicy in your relationship? Well, uh, we, we try to plan spontaneous activities, if, if that makes <laughs> sense. So we'll, we'll create time. That makes like, no sense, honey. It actually does. So we'll say, hey, on you know Fridays, Saturdays, the mornings when we're working from home, we, we try to create some moments where we can just be together. Mm -hmm. And what happens in those moments can become spicy, but I think you need to create the space and, and the time to be with one another. Where it goes from there, that's that's up to you. And like you said earlier, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It can be a 15 minute walk. It can yeah. be having a drink. We like to go out and just like yeah. have it, have an adult beverage and, and be with one another. Um, another good one, um, advice that we'd give to newlywed couples. And do you wish that you got married later and had more dating experience? We dated for seven years before we really had kids and fully like we're committed to one another in this marriage. Longer than that, honey. That longer. We started dating in ninety six. Once we got married, it was about yeah. seven years plus the few years that we were dating before. So we spent a lot of time just kind of really getting to know one another mm -hmm. and understand a little bit more about what the other person's needs are. And and I would say my biggest word of advice would for anybody, a new couple, stop being so selfish. You you don't even know you're being selfish. You, we're, we're so used to just everything revolving around what we want, what we need, and it has to be the other person first. And that's very difficult just in, in life and in these relationships where you can say, Paula's needs are more important than mine. I, I want to, if I meet her needs first, my needs can come second. And it took me a long time to, to kind of get to that point. I still battle with that even today, mm. but I think that was the biggest thing. And then the second thing I would say is, what you mentioned earlier, Paula, just the commitment level, the like is going to come and go. You're not always going to like your significant other, but if you love them and are committed to them, this too shall pass. It could be a day, it could be a week, but that long-term commitment, that's the biggest thing that you have to have for a relationship to be successful. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons that I decided to stay with you is my family, especially my mom and dad didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. They told me what I needed to hear. And they told me to work on myself. And we like, you don't get married to somebody to change them. Can you accept them the way they are right now, right now? Because assuming they're not going to change. And if you can, then, then pursue the relationship. If not, if there's things that are like, oh, I, I just want them to change this. You know what? You don't, you don't, get in a relationship with somebody to change them? Can you accept them as they are now? And that doesn't mean that you won't evolve and grow and hope that the other person is mature enough to want to be the best version of themselves. But can you accept who they are right now? And yeah, I, mean, I think that's a great point, Paula. We all have blind spots and you need to have people in your life who can speak truth and say, you know what, Paula, yeah. you don't have it all together. John, you don't have it all together. Here's some I don't? I don't have it all together. We can talk about this offline, but yeah, I've got a list, baby. That's part three of the conversation. You know what? We're like, we're about a third through these questions. We might have to do a part one and part two. Are you okay if we do that? Because I... Like I said, I drive rating, so why not? Oh my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, family, all right? Um, and parenting. Uh, Michelle wants to know, what is a typical conversation during family dinners? It's a lot of just catch up. Hey, how was your day? What's going on? How were your classes? 
sports. We're just trying to reconnect and get to that baseline understanding of what everybody's doing. We've got five people in our family and we're all going in different directions. And I I think it's important just to to get caught up on the day and then to talk about what's going to be going on that week. High, low, buffalo. We do that at the table a lot. Or like, what was the high of your day? What was the low of your day? And we also use that time as a time to like talk about what we've got going on that week. And we, we really try, we're so busy and I'll be honest, this is a really tough time of year for me because John is not only working full-time in commercial real estate, but he's also coaching high school basketball. He's coaching youth basketball. So that is pulling him in one direction. And then our three kids are incredibly involved in sports and extracurriculars. And so I feel like I'm doing a lot of solo parenting right now. And I do get a little overwhelmed um, at this time of year. So one thing that does help is when we do have those family dinners and really prioritizing it, because let's be honest, we're not having family dinner every single night. We just, that's just the way of the world. It's the way if you have kids in sports, but when we do have it, we really try to prioritize it and we try to have conversation. We don't allow phones phones at the table. Yeah. Yes. All of that. And our kids respect that. But we have to set that example and not bring our own phones to the table, too. This is a rando one from Carter. Best travel snack for a multi-state drive. I would say Funyuns and um, Celsius energy drinks. And this is, I go off the rails, beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Beef jerky is my go-to protein bars. Those, those things are easy and they last. Steve wants to know, what is your perfect date night slash activity? I think it depends. Uh, sometimes... Some of our most enjoyable things are to go do something active together and then mm-hmm. to go grab some dinner somewhere. I even somehow tricked you into going and playing golf with me, with uh, the kids. And yep. then, you know, mm-hmm. we went out. You didn't dinner. trick me. I yeah. knew that I could drive the cart and I knew that I could have an yeah, adult that's beverage. True. That's fun. That, and that I was... could listen to some music like that. That's why I'm going to go is the quality time with my boys. Yeah. But I, I think rather than just going out for a dinner and a movie, we, we try uh-huh. to do things active, maybe going out on, on the boat, going, playing tennis, pickleball, doing, going for a hike, anything outdoors, anything active, I think is our best, where we're at our best. Yeah. One thing that you did for me that I really appreciated, and this kind of goes along with, did y'all struggle with dating? And do y'all struggle with dating? Um, that's from Brianna. It's always hard when kids are brought into the equation. But for my birthday, I just said, I really want to have a lunch where, A, I don't have to cook, uh, but I don't want any distractions at the table. And you made it a priority to tell the children, and our youngest doesn't have a phone, but our older two are 16 and 14, no phones allowed. We're not even bringing them in the car. We're not even taking it. You took my my phone away too. I did that more for you probably than the kids. (laughs) but I really appreciated that because we were able to connect as a family and that's something else. Um, not having phones at the table, uh, looking one another in the eye, but that meant a lot just because you knew it was important to me. So you did it and you didn't do it begrudgingly, but we're like, we're going to do, we're going to do this to honor mom. And that meant a lot to me because it just showed that you valued what was important to me. Brianna also wants to know, did y'all struggle with dating each other? Um, between kids and work and what worked and what didn't. We have struggled with this for a very long time, just making time for one another. I think you ask any parent, it is a huge struggle. I interviewed James Clear the other day, who's going to be on season two, and he has a lot to say about habits and parenting, which I can't wait to bring to y'all. But like, 
yeah, everybody struggles with this. And it's being intentional about doing things that the two of you enjoy. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate, but making the time and making each other a priority and doing things that are important to the two of you. So, I mean, we went and just had like a night away, sometimes just mm-hmm. getting a night away. We rented a little mini house in the country. Wow, it was wow, great. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Actually looking forward to doing a little more traveling with you as well later on in life. Just the two too. of us. Yeah. Peter wanted to know, did you guys have any downtime and how'd you get through it or overcome it? And Peter, we mentioned earlier, we were separated uh, for a while uh, early in our marriage before we had kids and we got through it because John didn't give up on it. And any encouragement to anybody out there listening that's in a relationship and one partner wants it and one doesn't, um, it can turn around, right? It can turn around, and I'm just grateful that I had people in my life speaking life into me instead of telling me what I wanted to hear, and I'm grateful for a partner that fought for me, and I'm grateful for our faith, too, because our faith was the glue. I just, I wanted to be done with the relationship. I had kind of moved on, and but I didn't have a peace about it in my spirit, and I knew, I knew that God wasn't done writing our story, and so um, it was a lot of different things, but yeah, we got through it, and I think we're stronger now much stronger. It's not that we don't feel like there's any, there's nothing we can't get through, but we do feel like we're really, really strong because of those hard times. So, (laughs) so I guess John really thinks he is a ratings magnet. You guys don't let it go to his head, please. Um, But what an honor it was to answer your questions. And in the bonus episode, drop it in a couple of days. Uh, What do you do when your parenting styles with your partner are literally night and day? We had so so much interest in this whole conversation and that's why we're bringing you a bonus episode including not just uh, parenting and raising children and work-life balance but John's going to tell you why you're never going to date his daughter he's got some great advice to all the dads out there if you want us to talk about a particular uh, conversation as we enter 2024 and I really lean into these conversations the things that we are talking about as parents and the conversations we're having as parents make sure you just send it my way at Paula Ferris on Instagram we're pretty easy to find um, again we'll see you in a couple of days for that bonus episode you guys thanks for supporting and uh, let's talk about it oh one more thing is this still on yeah it is If you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscription button or wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss a beat and invite your friends. Let's spread the word and let's talk about it. All right, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. Now, don't forget, go check out The Paula Fair Show by searching for them in your podcast app and hitting follow to listen to more of her episodes. Oh, I love her show. It is one of my favorites. And y'all stick around this feed Mondays through Friday as we continue to share a variety of episodes from our network shows. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday.